let's talk traveling. Exploring SA's hidden gems. Uh, joining us is tourism operator Tsepang Lubete. Tsepang, how are you this Wednesday? Good morning and uh, good morning to the listeners. I'm good, thanks. And you? I'm good. Thank you so much. I can't remember what we said we were going to talk about this week from last week that we didn't have time to touch on. Do you remember? I do, I do recall now because it's been a hectic. We've been dealing with a lot, you know, funerals and stuff. Mm. Uh, we were supposed to talk about um, my dear tab in Limpopo, but yes. yeah, I think we, yeah, we'll have to cover it next year. Yeah, because we were. I was. I was wondering why it's called that. If there's a history behind yes, the name. Yes, yes. Okay, I'll remember next week, and then we'll start with that. So today, okay. yes, today we're focusing on. Uh, I mean, we've, you've been encouraging us to invest in our local tourism, and explore these hidden gems in our country. Now they're not hidden anymore, thanks to you. So, but today we're focusing on how COVID has impacted the local tourism industry and the role that travel bans or lockdown regulations have uh, played. So how can we as travelers make alternative arrangements? And there's just, we have to work our lives around this. COVID is not going anywhere. Definitely. You know, the first challenge is the pricing that you have. Um, some people, they will complain that even if there are travel bans, it's still not cost effective to visit our own country. Whereas we just need to ask relevant people, relevant you know, questions and ask them to assist us find those cost-effective accommodations. But again, there are those people that fear COVID, that you know, I don't want to get sick when I'm traveling. So my advice would say choose an off-grid accommodation. You know, that's an accommodation that is you know, excluded far from the city, far from the busy light. So at least you know that not many people go there and at least the cases in that particular place are less. You know, it's not a hot spot. Yes. What are some exactly. examples that you can give us here? In terms of those accommodations? Yes. Okay, I uh, guess it's going to be different for the different provinces. Maybe let's touch on one in Cape Town, one in Gauteng, KZN. I, I, can, I can talk about, you know, uh, there's one accommodation in the Karoo. Yes. Um, the Echo Karoo Lodge that you did last time. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, in the Western Cape, I can think of Patonesta, you know, the ones that we did again recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I just forget these things because these are, you know, a lot of accommodations. And then you can also maybe think of one accommodation in Dragonsburg. Do we have mm-hmm. any closer to Johannesburg? RTPS doesn't have any? I guess, yeah, I guess they're you know, you know, it, it, does, it, it, it does. It does have. Um, but if you're going to, I say, you know, Hartagis is a, is, a, is a tourism hub in the northwest province. So obviously people will go there yeah. and it's also closer to Hokkien province, provided maybe uh, when when they lock us down, hopefully not, then it will be interprovincial. But if it's if it's going to be intraprovincial, then I think we'll just have to have that conversation and make people aware of their own provinces. Yes. But so- again, we also have to choose you know, activities that are COVID loneliness, activities that you can do, um, but you still be a lot in that particular activity. So examples that I can give you is your archery, quad bike, because, for example, if I were to use a quad bike, when my legs are over, they can still fumigate the whole quad bike, helmet and everything, and it can to be Oh, Tsepang, you're breaking a bit. I don't know if you're moving now where you are. Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm making examples of activities which people can, which you know, yeah, can put them at. For example, quad your biking quad bike. and archery. Yeah. Yes. 
and archery, you know, there's also go-kart, you know, segways, and bounding as well. You know, those are activities that you, when you are done playing or when you are done with your tent, they can be sanitized and everything, and the other person can use them. And, and those helmets also would have to be sanitized. So, I don't know, exactly. maybe bring your own. Yeah, they will fumigate, exactly. And you also have to make sure that the establishment that you choose, it is graded by the Tourism Grading Council of South Africa because in that way you are sure of the safety, you know, and the cleanliness of that particular accommodation that you're going to use. And mm-hmm. if, if the budget allows, you can, if let's say, for example, you have arranged your own trip, then you, you can go and visit that, accommodation and attractions prior to your visit. If it's Kepang or any other travel agent or tour operator arranging that trade, upon deposit, then they themselves, they should go there, maybe sleep for one night and see how things are, and also send portfolio of evidence to those people that they booked on or to to the people that you are booking on behalf of. Yes. So that you put them at ease, yes. So, so what tips would you have then for the actual traveling? So you, you're saying to us, let's choose an off-grid accommodation. Let's also do activities that are COVID safe. The actual traveling from moving to now where we are, the house to where we're going, what would you uh, share as tips on that one? From your establishment to your attractions. Yes. Because, uh, I mean, we also encourage people to, to make a lot of stops at, you know, filling stations and stretch their legs and do all of that. But now, if we're all stopping at the same places, we might make those uh, garages or stop centers super spreaders. Yes. Okay, so when we talk about responsible tourism, we, we, you know, we actually say, do not expose your valuables when you travel. As it may attract the wrong crowd. Um, if, you're at the, if, if you're sleeping at an accommodation or if you're in public, make sure that your car is, is locked. Um, if, if you are at the accommodation, windows, switch off the lights. Uh, when you also pack, pack enough clothes, depending on your length of stay, and also that clothes that cover both weather, you know, whether it's hot or cold, mosquitoes, sunscreen, bring your own water, um, your own if you can, um, wear masks and at all times. So it, it, it's all of those ones. And I think you're also going to travel to at, what, what, um, game reserves and National parks, uh, do not litter, do not feed animals, don't make noise because you are disturbing, you know, animals in their natural habitat and, you know, drive at, uh, at an appropriate speed. Absolutely. And maybe let's just try and avoid uh, in the areas where there's too many, uh, the crowds are too big in those stop areas and uh, also don't chill and party there. Get what you need, fill up the petrol, get the snacks and the water and keep it moving. And try and go to the to the uh, more quiet uh, garage. More quiet places, exactly, indeed. Because yeah. again, when you even, even when you get to establishments, I mean, your game reserves and um, national parks, if you feel like it's going to be packed, you can use your own vehicle. Opt yeah. for self drive. Um, yeah, opt for self drive so that you can they can just give you the map and. Drive within the park and just see those animals that you'd love to see. Absolutely. Okay, let's share your social media handles again, uh, Tsepang. Tsepang Lovete, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again for joining us. Happy Wednesday to you. Have a peaceful and a fruitful day. Thank you, Asanda. Thanks so much. It's a wet one in Johannesburg. I don't know if the weather might change later. These days, Johannesburg weather has become uh, Cape Town weather. We have about three to four seasons a day.
Okay, so thanks everybody for uh, your views as we went through the show. Here is Robert in Town saying good morning, Asanda. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> <laughs>